Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the celebrated podcast that explores your favorite looks in film, television, and fashion history. Through conversations with the fashion world's elite and award-winning hair, makeup, and costume designers on sets around the world, you will see and hear exciting tales from behind the scenes, career origin stories, and tons of advice and tips. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Look Behind the Look. I am excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by Alcone Company. Since 1952, Alcone Company has supplied the professional industry with makeup, tools, and the hard-to-find materials used to create award-winning special effects. The retail store on 49th Street is stocked with all the must-have makeup brands and products used by pros, making it the go-to source for makeup artists and a destination stop for die-hard enthusiasts from around the globe. This this week's episode is with Grishan Roof. You know Grishan as Deepak Chopra, so definitely head over to her Instagram for tons of satisfying videos of her depotting her whole day away. This is what she does, depotting for those of you who don't know. Are there people who don't know? Maybe. What you're doing is taking the packaging away from your products and make streamlining it so that it's all much more portable. You're creating palettes that are condensed. Sometimes she'll save up to like 82 pounds um, off a makeup artist kit. What happens is the makeup artist will keep her kit with Grishan and she will then completely downsize it, keeping all of the essentials. The quality of the product, of course, does not change, but you will save your entire physical body uh, from this process. As you know, especially for New Yorkers, going up and down the stairs with a completely oversized kit is not ideal. So head over to her Instagram to see how she does it and definitely listen to our podcast about all of the surprises that she has discovered through this career. I call it housework. can't believe we're finally meeting we have so many friends in common and I, I all I do all day long is hear about how amazing you are and in fact I was interviewing Susie Gerstein and she was like right after this I'm gonna I'm gonna go meet this woman have you heard of her that's the how I first heard of you and this mm-hmm. was like like years ago so mm-hmm. I, I you have since then become known as Deepak Chopra mm-hmm. and um, can you tell us what you do and what depotting is. Okay, so I am a professional organizer for makeup artists and hairstylists. What my focus is, I depot things. Depotting and decanting is like taking something out of its original packaging to put it somewhere else. Normally for makeup artists and hairstylists, we want to make it smaller or like get rid of glass. That way nothing breaks in our kit and it doesn't get messy. Also, 
the goal is for us to be able to just carry just what we need. Mm -hmm. That way we can maybe give away the rest mm -hmm. or, you know, just be, to be able to use it before it expires. Because right. we have so much product as makeup artists. It's not really realistic to expect to get through all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's best to kid split it, to share it with another artist, their assistants, you know, instead of buying oh. the whole range every time. Kit splitting. That's a great idea. That's something, that's something that I wish, gosh, I wish you were around when I first started. <laughs> me too. Like, I wish I thought of it sooner. It, well, take, it took me like, I think I was in my 10th year of doing makeup when I realized, oh my God, I could have been sharing this with people instead of just buying everything full price. Yeah. But, well, hindsight is 2020 for sure. Then. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so this is amazing what you do. You have videos on your Instagram. I'll put it, your Instagram in the show notes, of course, which people go crazy over where, and let me tell you, I go crazy in a totally different way. I want to cry when the Gucci palettes go away. And then, <laughs> I, I got mean, attacked. I, I'm sure I am a 100% admitted hoarder. I say it's not hoarding, it's collecting. There's no way I would let those things be broken. So you do save some of them sometimes, I, right? I, I actually reused that because that reused was for a client. Them. So okay. I reused it. I had a Mac compact. I took it, I departed that and put it in there because it's standard size. Oh, so okay. That's still in my purse. But the rest, you know, we can't hold on to a lot of stuff. So I give them to prop designers. Some photographers, they like to practice their shoots with it. I give them to bridal artists so that that can be their client's touch-up kits. It doesn't have to have the powder anymore, but they can put a bit of the lip gloss there or what a, a puff great idea. With powder. Yeah, a puff loaded with powder. So, you know, they look cute when they're doing touch-ups if the makeup artist is not able to babysit the makeup. Oh, that is such a great idea because often I talk with uh, my friend Troy, I say, you know, Sometimes I feel like brides and maybe corporate clients, they want to see certain brands in your kit. And so I keep a few trophies in there to like reassure them, you know, I'm using good products, but like mm -hmm. you could do that in that case, you could just have one compact in there to show that this is what you're using. Cause people mm -hmm. sometimes don't ask. They just, yeah. plus it's yeah. like double level, right? Yep. So you can put like a, a bit of the concealer there and underneath where the powder puff goes, then you can put load that with powder. Then, you know, when they go off and they take get their pictures done, like when they want to refresh their makeup, it still looks cute. Oh, I love that. I love that. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I got attacked on TikTok for what that. What happened? What happened? You know, the haters. It's just, yeah. it's so easy to sit at home and judge and, you know, but and I'm what so do people? What, what do people, how do you handle that? You know, do you I read don't. it all? Yeah. No, it's well, you just have like, to read it because people are asking you questions, I'm sure. I, I read everything. I reply to most things um, when I can feel like they're genuinely curious, mm -hmm. like why, why, you know, um, you know, or some they ask nicely mm -hmm. then I will reply. If I feel like they're not even into makeup, you know, I look them up too. if mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. all like pub private and mm -hmm. they're not into makeup or whatever, then I don't bother. Mm -hmm. I can't focus on the 1% that doesn't like what I do or have no respect for it. I'd rather focus on the ones that really want to learn. Oh, so, so somebody who's not in makeup might not see the value of what you're doing. Correct. And they're just like, yeah. oh, you just have nothing better to do all day than to do yeah, this. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, I also, see. 
it's let's say it's seventy five dollars each. You just wasted like four hundred dollars. Oh, <laughs> I see. I see. Mm -hmm. Yes, this person doesn't understand the whole scope of everything yeah, that you're so doing. I, I don't bother. Yeah. Important. So when did you realize that this was going to be a thing? Tell me the whole story. I've read it I, myself, but let's let's tell everybody. I really didn't think it would be anything. I was departing on video just so my clients would know that I was still using the same products they're accustomed to. Okay. And then um, some, it was a time of COVID. And then when things started when work started picking back up, a few makeup artists hired me, asked me how much I'd charge them to do their kits because, you know, not, it's, they're not in pandemic mode anymore. They don't, don't have extra time to be departing. Yeah. So that's when it happened. It actually, it, so it I'm like semi-retired from makeup now. Okay. I just yeah. my personal clients. And I realized, so somebody asked me, um, tell me the truth. You don't like doing makeup anymore, huh? Something like that. And I said, you know what? I realized that's correct. And I realized the reason I love doing makeup was product. Mm. But now that I'm surrounded with so much product anyway, it kind of kills the, it oh, kind of, mm. you know, it's like it scratches the itch or something. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 I get that. I get that completely. What have you realized? Um, is the need for people? Is it time to do it? Or do you, for me, I would hire you because I just don't want to see it happening. I would just mm -hmm. be yes. too emotional. It's so you many know? things. Yeah. There's an emotional attachment to stuff. And you know, yeah. I can't blame them, especially if that was the, that was the first thing I bought when oh, I worked God. on Pat's team. Totally. And this is my, totally. you know, that's why I always say to people, don't depart those things, things you can mm. no longer buy that you have an emotional attachment to don't. Oh, but it's the stuff good. you need very rarely, it might actually be worth departing. Because if it's something you use a lot, like for example, a whole palette of neutrals, that's called the money makers in our industry, right? Okay. So maybe you don't need to depart that because you use all of the shades. Uh -huh. I suggest I sometimes to just take the shades you want. I see. Leave the rest. Make your own palette. So it works for us too. It's like when you travel, you don't bring your whole closet, right? You bring the outfits you want. Right. And the outfits that are like multi-use or, you know, it's good. You can dress it up and dress it down, basically. Right. So that's how I think it applies to normal lives as well. It's like people. Some people have great packaging, but the <laughs> product's not great. <laughs> they don't need to go. They don't need to come with you. That's so funny. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can't say that you're mm -hmm. lying. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is what is uh the process like? Uh, how does so someone contacts you and you live in LA? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yes, I live in LA. Like maybe twice a year, we go to New York to help mm -hmm. New York artists. But now I've trained people in New York, so I don't have to go. Oh my gosh, Krishan, yes. okay. That's my goal. That's why I'm doing one-on-one -on -one classes Fantastic. now so that I can have people in LA or wherever they're from and that I just refer the clients to them so I can focus on teaching. But anyway, so when they, um, when they sign the agreement and send the retainer, now they're officially on the wait list. And then they get this homework about kit editing. So I need them to go through their kit and really think of what's worth the potting. And, uh -huh. Uh -huh, because 
if there's just no point in sending everything i don't need your okay. whole house if you're never going to take it to set just leave it in the original packaging okay. another thing is also go through the stuff that are not expired i don't need to do the expired stuff you know like if, I mean, if you have and then i need to know also how they want it arranged if they have let's say 100 lipsticks do they want it arranged by color by finish by brand it's just so different for everyone. It's pretty interesting. It's because you can almost like tell someone's personality oh, by looking at their kit. And it's so interesting. I so love what I do and I don't take anything for granted. That's amazing. What was the um, first one that you did? Do you remember? Like Fiona. Oh, Fiona really? Was the first one. No who... way. Yes. I never thought I would do it for others. It was just, we would do kit splits. I would depart for my friends. Let's say we'll buy that whole, let's say Tom Ford line of foundation sticks. Then we'll divide it into three. I'll depart for them. I'll depart for, for myself. And that's all I did. I never thought I would do it as a business. And, and, and then this is Fiona, she, Fiona Styles, who's a celebrity correct. makeup artist in our industry. And so did she post about you or what, what then happened? I see. And okay. She posted. That's when oh. Michael Anthony came, Sarah Oslan, Sarah Tano, Priscilla Ono, everyone basically. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did that feel like? It's really cool because yeah. I don't even follow these people. Right. <laughs> I get starstruck, sure. so I try not to follow, and then that's how it happened. Oh, and I love this. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then so you became the hot commodity, and I remember when Susie was telling me, it was like, well, I could help you maybe get an appointment with her. <laughs> you know, it was very, so now you have a sign up on your website, and mm -hmm. you join a waiting list, Correct. yes, and then about how long does the process take? Does it take, sometimes I see you have like a 32-hour job. Uh-huh. It depends. <laughs> it depends on the size of the kit. I can say for sure that New Yorker kits are smaller. I can okay. more or less do them in one day. Mm -hmm. But LA kits are different. And, and, and tell people how they're different because Oh, because LA we have cars. so much space and we all drive to jobs. Because we have space, we're able to keep more than one kit. You know, like you have an editorial beauty kit, you have a film and TV red carpet. So um, right. other places with tighter spaces, they don't have that luxury. And then can you tell me a little bit about the different kits? Just because a lot of um, like newcomers to the industry listen to this show. And I wanted to to sort of give them a heads up on what essentials are in a kit, like a red carpet kit. So different types of foundation I'm it varies so much because some people have like one kit I did was 180 foundations what do you mean <laughs> I had I we, we did 180 <laughs> bottles of foundation deposit the, the finish was brands, yes different brands different finish but some they have one yeah, yeah. And they make it work. Like, mm -hmm. do, do we or Matt, they're going to make it work. Wow. <laughs> so it's interesting. But normally, I think a lot of people on the average have three different kinds to address different skin types and skin conditions. And also, like, maybe climate. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of pro brands. Surprise, like, 
that's why they've been around forever. That's why I always tell people don't feel like kit envy mm. because I know a lot of artists, they get this brand, this luxury brands, but sometimes they don't make it to the kit. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so true. That's so, so true. I feel like it, it just varies. So it's so different for everyone. Sure. And some people they have the other day, it was a bridal client, I believe. After I departed all her eyeshadows, it was just, I made one palette. That's all her eyeshadows. Wow. Yeah, that's all she really? needed. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm sure she has another kit if she's doing some kind of editorial work. But it's just, it all it's also speaks of confidence. It's so confident to me and like no insecurity at all. I love it. So for her bridal kit, you just had the one eyeshadow mm -hmm. palettes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah, that that's great. Now, now what were you always an organized person? Is this was this part always a love? What was more of a love? The makeup or organization? I think I love makeup the yeah. most. Okay. Yeah. But I always say if it's organized, it's not hoarding. I mean, I this is true. I see the light now. Mm -hmm. So it's like for me, the organization was brought about by having a lot. Yeah. Okay. That makes That's a lot of sense. That's how it happened. I remember I moved from a seven bedroom house to two studios. So okay. I was forced to depot everything just so it'll fit in that studio. Really? Oh my goodness. I lived in the suburbs and then I moved downtown and I couldn't okay. afford a three bedroom so I just had two studios that 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 was the the light bulb I guess uh, yeah and then what are some of the challenges that you experience as an entrepreneur is it marketing yourself no you your word of mouth flew around what is the is it what's it the biggest that, challenge it was that there was no business model to copy okay mm. I couldn't ask anyone like for how to protect myself mm how to get paid, make sure I got paid. Right. And even what to charge. Right. Of course. I just remember Fiona kept saying, you're not charging too much. You're not, you're not charging enough. enough. You're not charging enough. So I'm like, okay. Because wow. it was during pandemic and I felt bad charging a certain okay. amount because I feel like as, as artists, we all lost so much. Yes. But then she was like, no, work's picking back up. They're getting paid you should get paid. Right. Right. Oh, that's, that's amazing to feel that kind of empowerment from another person that's been through all of it, because it's really hard for makeup artists to ask for money, you know, and really, <laughs> honestly, what is it? Fiona doesn't know how much she means to me. Just the fact that I can ask her anything. That's why when when people ask me on the on the Instagram, I always reply because I want to be like Fiona to someone. That's really beautiful. I'm so, certain that's true for many people. Great. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry at all. I understand completely. No, there's that it's important for us to be there for each other. And it's really rare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anyone else who I can ask 
anything and it's like they're not gatekeeping mm. but they also you know they mean well for you yes exactly mm-hmm. exactly they're not getting anything out of it they just want to mm-hmm. see you succeed yes that's really amazing oh i'm so, i didn't mean to make you cry oh no i didn't think i was gonna <laughs> talk about her oh but no, i feel she... like it's just it's so important for people to know that we should look out for each other yeah and even though there's so much bad happening that they're really great people around as well. It's important to remember that I know January can be like a really dark time and like work kind of slows down, especially in New York here and stuff for a minute. And and it's so hard. You you just look on Instagram all day long and see everybody winning and it's it can be really hard, you know, but yes, it's hard for makeup artists, especially like um, if you do like film and uh, if you're film and TV. Yeah. To see everything's basically dead because it's award season. So all you see are red carpet artists like right. constantly busy. So you're kind of feeling mm. insecurity or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. I know. And, and it, it's really hard to keep up just point blank. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most important thing besides a, a mentor like that? Is it taking care of yourself, your business, your finances? I think it's taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Your health comes first. That's why I always say with the potting, it's not just being lazy or it's self-care. Yeah. The amount you spend on chiropractors, medication, therapy, you're literally saving and you're you're preserving your body so you can do this longer, basically. Yes. I, the, the reason I stopped doing makeup was because of um, the train and the case and the, you know, going up and down the stairs and then my back gave out and that was it, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I noticed that about the way that you talk about what you do about it preserving you physically, which is something that people never understand yeah, we, unless they we do take it. it for granted because Absolutely. you know there's also a lot of pride especially when you're just starting out and things are doing well and you're finally yeah. able to afford the brands you've been coveting sure, so sure. you know you, it's hard to depart those things and i get it i really do but at the end of the day no one gets an award for <laughs> who bought the most stuff yeah that's true nobody will look at you and think that you don't care as much if your kit was smaller. That's a really good point. That's all in your head. At the end of the day, a lot of people think that they can't get certain clients. They cannot keep clients if they don't show the brands. At the end of the day, all the client cares about is whether the makeup stayed mm-hmm. and it looked good. That's it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Everything else is like irrelevant. Yeah, it really is. It's just accessories. Now, what's your relationship with My Kit Co? My Kit Co? No, I have no relationship with anyone. Oh, Mio. Mio. Sorry. I, it's okay. Mio, I collaborate, collaborated with to come out with palettes that I felt like needed to be out there. My Kit Co, I always shop from them because they oh. have the best range of kit bags. Okay. Whether or not you depot, I feel like they measure everything that's not depotted. But so it's like it's they streamline your kit. It's for makeup kit, makeup artists and makeup lovers. Okay, mm-hmm. and then do people reach out to you wanting to do collaborations and stuff? So sometimes, um, normally I reach out oh. if I like the person because I feel like it's easier 
to go that direction. Make I'm sure, sure I like the company, what they stand for. Then I'll reach out. I'm sure. Because the product's easy. Even I can do that. But you, you know, you're sharing your name. So I like to have people that have a good reputation. That's true. And I love how you're so generous with all of your resources and you tell everybody how you did things in your videos and your link in bio is like always a great resource. What are some of your favorite products? Oh, I can't live without the Z Potter. So that's okay. like induction stove and the spatula. There's just stuff I won't, I refuse to work without. To, without yeah sorry. yeah <laughs> and then i like parian spirit that's a makeup brush cleaner oh but yes i, I see you that. using that all the time yeah yeah, I yeah. Use it. it's the fastest adhesive remover okay it's, it's just great and it's also a disinfectant so i like that yeah everything else i feel like i can interchange well grishan you've given a lot of advice and what would anybody ever if you if if I were to recommend you to someone, what would they do? They'd go to your wait list first. What's the best way to contact you? The best way is to just sign up for the wait list. Once they sign up, they get an email of the, fur like the further instructions. And then once they fulfill those two requirements, then they're officially on the wait list. They can actually choose the date of their appointments right there and then. But then if something becomes available, then I get to reach out to them say, hey, I'm ready. Is your kit ready? If not, oh. it's okay. We'll keep the regular appointment. But if they're wanting to have it done earlier, then great. And you have a frequently asked questions that answers every single question right there. Yeah, it's really self-explanatory mm -hmm. how, how we did our stuff. So I, I mean, yeah, it's just like a lot of people assume that when they join the wait list, that they're already on the wait list. They ah. don't realize there's two steps to secure your spot on the wait oh, list. Oh, okay. Oh, that mm -hmm. makes sense. That I would have thought that too, probably. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, everyone needs to go and look at your IG. It is hours of fun. <laughs> I have definitely gone down way too long of a rabbit hole on there. Mm -hmm. And um, do you have any parting words of advice for new makeup artists that are coming on the scene? I just um, want to impart how important it is to keep your kit clean mm. um, and do whatever it takes to keep it clean because it's, you know, it's your reputation, especially during a pandemic. You don't want a lawsuit, you know, especially yeah. like we're all, a lot of us are independent contractors. Some they don't even have insurance. So take care of yourself. Take care of your body first. Take care of your kids so no one gets in trouble. And yeah, there. Just practice on your craft. Don't feel like you need to have what everyone does. Don't feel like you need to hire me to be on the same level. No. That's why I teach all the tricks. So that's that what I love about you. Do it and maintain it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really generous. A lot of people would just not tell anybody how they do it. And you are so full of information. I so. know. Troy even said, you share everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just can't help it. I really can't help it. Oh my God. I would pay, I would buy a ticket to see you do Troy Surratt's collection of makeup. Oh my God. It will <laughs> never happen. Yesterday he texted me and I thought I was like, oh my God, is it happening? Like, cause you know, Troy, he loves 
puff packaging. Loves, loves it. Only the best. I cannot imagine it ever happening. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, when it does, yeah, I definitely, I think we should like rent out a theater and have, you know, tiered tickets to that. Event. And I will retire. Yeah. <laughs> if I can do Troy and Mateens, I can, I can retire. Oh my God. I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Grishan. I know how busy you are and I can't wait to see what you're up to next. Thank you. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok, produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Evan Rivard. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at LookBehindTheLook. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.